Welcome to Victory in the Word Radio Ministries of Renaissance Church of God in Christ, USA. We're the host, Bishop Dennis J. McMurray is our senior pastor, and Dr. E. Jean McMurray is our first lady. Join us in this inspiring time of praise, worship, and fellowship designed to encourage and motivate everyone through the Word of God. Now prepare your hearts to be blessed with Victory in the Word. God bless you. This is Bishop Dennis McMurray, Senior Pastor of the Renaissance Church of God in Christ of Grand Rapids, Michigan, USA. And it is our honor and our pleasure to once again welcome you to another segment of our Victory in the Word radio broadcast. God has been so good to us and we give him the praise, honor, and glory for everything that he's done and everything he promises to do for us and through us. And it is our prayer today, it is our prayer today that this broadcast finds you at a place of encouragement and a place where you are still striving to become everything that God has preordained for you to be. And of course, if there's a need for encouragement today, I pray that uh, you will sense that and experience that through the word that we will share with you today. Many are looking and uh, reviewing their places where they have special affection and that special feeling called love. And we at Renaissance share that same type of love with you. Through the love of Christ, we thank every one of you for praying with us and for praying for us. You may not necessarily be a part of the Renaissance Church on the roll, but in your heart you are and you've prayed for us and you have just shared very kind things toward us. And we say thank you so very much for who you are and uh, what you mean to us. And to, of course, the Renaissance family, we say we love you and we thank God for each and every one of you. Well, I want to move right into our teaching today. You'll hear more about our worship opportunities and services at the conclusion of our broadcast. Uh, But today I just want to move right into the word and ask God to bless us. Dear God, we love you today. And we thank you for everything, everything you mean for us, everything you've blessed us with, everything you've sustained us with, every ounce of forgiveness that you've given to us and every ounce of love that you've shared with us. We thank you this morning. And God, I I ask that you would bless those who are listening, whether it's in the evening, whether it's in the afternoon, whether it's in the morning, whatever time around the country. Uh, Your children are listening. I pray that a fresh anointing would fall on the words that you've given me to share today and that anointing will encourage your people. And we thank you for everything. In Jesus name we pray. Amen. I'm Bishop Dennis J. McMurray, and on behalf of our celebrated First Lady, Dr. E. Jean McMurray, and the entire Renaissance Church of God in Christ congregation, we welcome you to our radio broadcast ministry entitled Victory in the Word. I want to invite you today, I want to invite you today to the book of St. John to the book of St. John, and we're going to capture a few thoughts and share a few things from St. John, and I pray that these words will encourage you. Uh, Our text today is found in St. John uh, 3.16. That's a very familiar passage of Scripture for so many people, John 3.16. And in order to bring the clarity and the power out in the text today, I'm going to share it from several versions of Scripture. First, from the King James Version, it says, 
For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Now listen at the New Living Translation. I like the way that puts it. It says, for this is how God loved the world. He gave his one and only son so that everyone who believes him will not perish, but have eternal life. That's powerful. The message version. This is how much God loved the world. He gave his son, his one and only son. And this is why. So that no one need be destroyed by believing in him. Anyone can have a whole and lasting life. That's the message version. John three sixteen through 18. And finally, the amplified version of scripture says, for God so greatly loved and dearly prized the world that he even gave his one and only begotten son so that whoever believes and trusts in him as their savior shall not perish, but have eternal life. Again, our subject for today is I love you. And that's a message from God through scripture, through this radio broadcast to you today. And that thought and that message is that God loves you. God loves you. He loved you so much until he gave his only begotten son just for you. It's an individual experience. It included humanity, but God was specifically and intently thinking about you. Isn't that something when you go back to the incarnation of Christ and and when he made his entry into this world through the Virgin Mary, that God literally had you in mind. I mean, God in his infinite wisdom and 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 his and his intelligent insight and 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 the word intelligence doesn't even match uh, the glory and the splendor of God. There there are no human expressions that can capture God who God is in a word or a combination of words or expressions. But the thing that amazes me is that when he was doing, when God was doing what he was doing uh, there in John and they're releasing the Christ child into this earth realm to eventually die at Calvary and rise and pay the price for our sin. He did it corporately. But then the thing that I love about it, He did it specifically and intentionally for every human being that would ever make an entry into this earth. And so let's look closely more at the book of John and what was going on in John's mind and what and how and whom John was writing to. Because this 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 great book of the gospel, as I said, was written by John, but it was written to non-Jewish people. Yeah, non-Jewish people who were looking for answers to life, who were looking for directions and solutions to peace, happiness, and joy that was supposed to be a part of life. These people were struggling and suffering. They were they were looking for love and acceptance. They they were they were just looking to belong because they were not part of the dominant mainstream Jewish society. And because of that, they were feeling rejected. They felt they had no value. And in some, they felt they weren't even loved. 
There may be someone listening today, you may feel that way as well. You're not part of the in crowd. You're not a popular person. Circumstances may have changed in your life and may have devastated your life and you've become a recluse. You've uh you you you've kind of, you know, kind of kind of disconnected yourself from life and and it appears that everybody else is enjoying life and being loved in life and you feel all alone and all by yourself. Well, I want to say to you as the book of Ecclesiastes says, there's nothing new under the sun. And this human these human feelings of emptiness and loss that we all feel from time to time. I said we all no one exempt. I it doesn't matter how strong somebody tells you they are. Everybody hurts. Every Everybody feels lonely and everybody wants to feel love. And so as we continue to look at the narrative behind this Bible story, it's it's so powerful because John's gospel clearly communicates that if a person is never loved properly, that that person will eventually be destroyed because everyone needs love. I'm going to say that again. Everyone needs love and everyone needs to be loved. And so John, as he writes this great gospel to us, he begins with a conversation affirming that Jesus, the son of God, is the answer to this question of needing love. He goes on further and he says that the relationship with Jesus as Lord and Savior will provide the light to discover the blessings and fullness for living life, not just as a sense or feeling of being loved, but will beyond the shadow of a doubt, let everybody know that you are loved. And that passage of scripture that I talk about as John starts his writing is in St. John, the first chapter, verses one through four. And I'm just going to share that with you from the amplified version of scripture. Listen to what it says. It says, in the beginning, before all time, was the word, Jesus Christ. And the word was with God and the word was God himself. He was continually existing in the beginning, co-eternally with God. All things were made and came into existence through him. And without him, not even one thing was made that has come into being. In him was life and the power to bestow life and the life was the light of man. And so since the creation, my brothers and sisters, God has constantly and brilliantly given of himself to ensure that humanity enjoyed life by ensuring that everyone would know what it is like to be genuinely loved. In Genesis, he blew the breath of life into Adam and he became a living soul created in the likeness of the image of God himself. Now that's love. However, soon after this display of God's life-giving love, Satan began to attack God's love toward us with deception and evil. Anytime it looks like you're getting yourself together and emotionally come around, seems like that's when Satan comes to take away what God has done. And the same thing was happening here as John was writing the gospel. And Satan's attack toward man and through those non-Jewish Christians were through sin, evil, and cruelty. Satan attacked them through abandonment and disappointment. Orphans, not the favorite child, the most likely not to succeed. Divorced, prison, mistakes, parents leaving you, 
spouses leaving you, and the feeling that no one wants to be with you. Isn't that so similar to where we're at today? Because Satan comes after us through sin and habits, shortcomings, evil, cruelty. Then there's some, as we talk today, one of our key human issues is, is orphans and, and, and foster children. And, if, and I'm going to take a sidebar. If any of you have ever conceded, considered being a foster parent or adopting a child, now is the time to do that. There's great organizations in your community that can help you do that. All you have to do is Google organizations that uh, uh, that can help me become a foster parent or organizations uh, that can help me adopt a child. Now back to my message. You may not have been the favorite child, may not be the favorite child. You may have grown up and went through school the most likely not to succeed. Or you may be divorced. You may have spent time in prison. You may have made mistake after mistake. Your parents may have left you, walked away from you. Your spouse may have left you. And you're feeling in your heart that nobody wants to be with you. Rejection starts at an early age because maybe you weren't the best athlete. They didn't want to choose you to play on the ball team. And I don't care what nobody say. To be rejected through something as simple as playing with friends, it hurts. And those feelings hang on and linger on forever. And that's what we want to accomplish in our text and our sermon today is that those things that have been holding on too long and been trying to shut you down too long, God wants to bring an end to them this day, this season, and let you know that you are highly favored and deeply loved by him. And so God in his infinite wisdom realized that every Every human being would have a need for a supernatural advantage to over the to overcome the attack against that life that God had given them. God knew that some people would embrace him as their God. Then he knew that some people would not. So God determined God made up his mind. I must demonstrate. <laughs> My love for my creation, regardless of whether it's accepted or whether it is appreciated or not. Romans says God commended his love toward us. There wasn't a choice for us. And God wasn't concerned whether you would make him the God of your life or not. He knew that he had to do something to make matters better for what he had created. So in some, God, in giving us salvation, he knew salvation is what, would, is what we would all need. And with that salvation, he gave an intense spirit and motivation and love behind it. I mean, the kind of love and salvation that God won for us by giving his son and his son gave to us by giving his life is the most profound love that we can ever experience in our life. And that love is wrapped up in a term called salvation. And salvation means deliverance. Salvation means soundness in mind. Salvation means prosperity. 
Salvation means to be rescued when you've been lost, to be protected when you're being harmed, to have happiness when you feel lost, to experience freedom when you feel trapped, to experience restoration when you've been devastated, to walk in wholeness when the enemy has tried to crush you, God wants to heal you. God wants to love you. God wants to restore you. God wants to give you a prosperous lifestyle. God wants you to be happy. And he gave us his son, the most precious gift of anyone. God loves you, my brothers and sisters. Look at the magnitude of the gift that he gave. And so as God was loving, he knew that love for his creation must be the vocal point of his weapon towards Satan and to defeat him. God knew that love, his love, his love, his love for you, my brother, his love for you, my sister, his love for you, young person, his love for you, that person in the nursing home feeling lost and all alone, that person in the hospital feeling lost and all alone, that person in the jail cell feeling lost and all alone, that person driving down your car, driving down the street in your car, crying right now, sitting in your home, crying right now, thinking that no one loves you, no one cares. I've come to affirm this day that God loves you. In this life, and according to the text, everyone in this life, everybody in this life, everybody believes that there is one dynamic that would make living joyfully, that would make living complete and fulfill that need to be loved. Because human beings everywhere believe that the love of a father makes a son complete. The love of a mother makes a daughter complete. The love of a man makes a woman complete. That's the belief. That the love of a woman makes a man complete. The love of friendship makes relationships complete. The love of relatives make family complete, living complete. But I want to ask you a question today. What happens when those you look to and rely upon disappoint you? What happens when relationships quickly change and in most cases they change for the worse? What you thought was making you better now is making you bitter. So I ask you today, was that the love that God planned for you and I? Even worse, what happens when you disappoint yourself in your effort to love yourself and live life and you disappoint yourself. These kinds of attacks on love are the kind that Satan wants us to embrace and live our life from brokenness. These kinds of love are vitally important to human survival, though. But they are not the key for life destiny. These expressions of love are human, not divine. And let's talk about these human expressions of love. They're categorized in three categories. One is called eros love. Eros love is the physical, sensual love between a husband and a wife. Then there's storge love. Love, that kind of love is a family love, the bond among mothers, fathers, sisters, and brothers. 
And then there's filial love, which means the love of close friendship or brotherly love in the Greek. But I pose to you today when either of these loves fail, and I can tell you right now, they are failing and they have failed. They normally produce some feelings that none of us like to deal with. They produce feelings of anger, depression, frustration, pain, isolation, mental breakdowns, and even in severe instances, suicide and murder. I tell you today, my brothers and sisters, we must understand that the human expression of love is normally supported or motivated by emotion, not commitment. Commitment, then, is normally produced by emotion. Thus, no emotional attachment, no commitment. As a result, there ain't going to be no love. And human love in all instances, watch this, is earned before it is given. I got to say that again. Human love in all, in all instances is earned before it is given. Therefore, the love that we all need to overcome the trials and the tribulations of life and yet live in victory, there's only one source where it, where it can come from. And that source is it must be God-inspired love. The God-inspired love is a kind of love that John talks about. It's called the agape love. It's the kind of love that God gives to each of his children. It's the kind of love that's undefeatable. It's the kind of love that's giving and unconquerable. It's the kind of love that always seeks the best and high and the highest good, no matter what a person does. Oh, it's the kind of love where God gives freely without wanting nothing back. Did you hear what I said? God gives freely without wanting nothing back. It's the kind of love that does not consider our worth before it is given. It's the kind of love by choice and not by chance. Ooh, y'all, that's powerful. The kind of God, agape love, is the kind of love that's by choice. God chose to give his son. His son chose to give his life. Oh, my goodness. And the God kind of love is a love of will and not emotion. God don't have to feel a certain kind of way about us to love us. He didn't have to feel, he didn't have to have an emotion attached to the gift of his son. It was he will, God decreed and declared that he was going to give his son and establish a foundation of love. And so this agape love describes the unconditional love that God has for his creation the kind of love that God has for you and I. So my brothers and sisters, as our nation shifts, yeah, as our nation shifts and people's mindsets are shifting, I want to express to you today that the kind of God love that I'm talking about is the kind of love that we need. Because if you rely on human love, Human love says the greater the value of the gift from the giver, the greater the passion behind the love. In other words, the gift, the magnitude of the gift I give you determines the passion behind the love. God wanted to and has still a great desire to give each of us a gift 
that will and will always give and a gift that will appreciate and value over time, a gift that will defeat Satan and ensure our salvation 24 7 365 days a year salvation again is our deliverance our soundness our prosperity our rescue our protection our happiness our freedom our restoration and our wholeness the gift that god gave to us my 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 came with easy to read instructions Easy to understand instructions. The words of Christ in John 10, 10 says, I am come that they might have life and that they might have life more abundantly. Oh, my brothers and sisters, another version of scripture says, I came so they... I came so they can have real and eternal life, more and better life than they ever dreamed of. The New Living Testament says, my purpose is to give them a rich and satisfying life. So my brothers and sisters, God's gift of love to us is readily available. I'm going to recap the scripture in the Amplified Version. For God so greatly loved agape, wanting the best for us and expecting nothing in return and dearly prized the world that he gave up his only begotten, his unique son, so that whoever believes in him, trusts in him, clings to him, relies on him, he, she shall not perish or come to destruction or be lost, but have eternal or everlasting life. The message version of scripture says, this is how much God loved the world. He gave his son, his only son, and this is why so that no one need to be destroyed by believing in him. Anyone can have a whole and lasting life. My brothers and sisters, I challenge you today. What shall we render unto God for all of his many benefits to us? I offer to you the Lord Jesus Christ. Love the Lord as Matthew twenty two thirty seven says, in the New Living Translation, love the Lord, your God, with all your heart, with all your soul, and all your mind. I want you to know God loves you. Father, in the name of Jesus, let every person listening today realize and recognize beyond the shadow of a doubt that you love them. God, I pray that you would send them somebody to let them know that you deeply love them still and are highly favored by them. God, I pray that you bless everyone listening today where they need you the most and, and your message to you from God by me is this. God still loves you. Thank you for listening to Victory in the Word Radio Ministries of Renaissance Church of God in Christ USA, where our senior pastor is Bishop Dennis J. McMurray and Dr. E. Jean McMurray is our First Lady. It is our prayer that you've been moved by the Word of God. We welcome you to join us at 1001 33rd Street, Southeast Grand Rapids, Michigan, 49508. Be prepared to attend Sunday School at 9 a.m. in the Family Life Center. 
and our Sunday morning worship service at 10.30 a.m. We also invite you to attend our midweek worship opportunities on Wednesday afternoon, 12 noon, in the chapel, and Thursday at 6.45 p.m. in the Family Life Center. Feel free to call us at 616-243-0991. Also follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Thank you for joining Victory in the Word. And until next time, walk in victory.